Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, heroes? Welcome to the season finale of My Hero Academia After Show. Woo-woo! We're talking episode 88, 25, his start. And we'll get into more of what that means exactly. We have a special guest in the house again. What's up, hey, Dino hey. Robinson? Hello, hello. Thank again. you for inviting me. Yes, yes, happy to thank have you. Thanks for being here. Of course, of course. And we have a live chat going. If you're watching live, please have your comments in the sec, or please ask your questions in the live chat. If you're watching later, no problem. Comment down below. So let's go around real quick what we thought of this episode. Veronica, what did you think of the season finale? I really liked it. Um, Obviously, we got like a nice big fiery battle, no pun intended, (laughs) because, you know, in the last couple of seasons for My Hero, you know, it's like we finish a really big arc and then we kind of have like this nice calm episode and then it's over until the next season. So I kind of like how this season we got, you know, somewhat a big explosive ending in a way. And I really like, you know, just I really liked this. I know Endeavor has never been, you know, a super... I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but in my case, he's not necessarily the most likable hero, but I kind of like that we got to see some perspective from how other people view him, obviously, his the rest of his family, too. So that was really interesting to see. Yes, Ollie. Hey, guys, Ollie here. Oh, my gosh, guys. Uh, I don't know what it is. I think quarantine is just making me extra emotional these days, but I <laughs> cried again. I <laughs> cried at this episode because it's just so emotional seeing Endeavor really just being so his like stubborn you think it's funny like being stubborn is something that's a weakness or that's like a really bad quality no his stubbornness is something that obviously had helped Hawks like yes he totally did but his stubbornness is something that actually helped him defeat this ridiculous crazy scary terrifying high-end no move that was just creeping me the f out but um it was such a great episode because I really didn't understand I didn't know where they were going with the the finale in this episode and this is only like a two episode arc that they did for the finale. So I was pleasantly surprised and I just loved every, every minute of this season finale. Yes. And Jamie. Um, Okay. Well, I will, I will say there were definitely a lot of surprises. um, And also like Veronica said, it was very fiery. I did not expect my hero to put so much, um, to highlight so much on Endeavor like this. And I think it's because I never really cared for Endeavor in the first place. And so to, uh, to see them you know, talk about him more on this episode, I'm like, how am I supposed to feel? Because they're showing the family and how the family feels about it. I'm like, wow, like they just got really deep on us like right at the beginning of the episode. And then we're seeing him in this fight and he is struggling. And it's like, do I root for you? Like, how am I supposed to feel? Um, but I like that because it, it literally kept me so invested in this episode. So great fight scene. Um, I was engaged the entire time. Sometimes certain fight scenes, not just with my hero, but 
some shows, I can get lost in the sauce where I'm like, oh, what's happening? But I was engaged the whole time. So great episode, great cliffhanger. And I'm excited for next season. Yes. And Zeno, how are you feeling with that finale? <laughs> are you excited that that's coming up for you to get to do? Yeah, I, I will say ever since finding out that I was going to be playing Hawks, when I read ahead, this fight was one of the things that I was looking forward to um, being able to perform the most. So <clears throat> to get it so soon um, and for it to be as incredible as the episode was, was very, very um, gratifying for me. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very incredibly excited. The episode was amazing. Um, and it, it, it took it to, what I like about My Hero, what they do is like, they enhance the reading experience. They stay faithful, but they like they they hit every emotional beat very very well, um, and that's what I love about this adaptation. Yes, and then if you, I know we're at the end of the season right now, but if you want to read it, you can go check it out on biz.com. So they have the manga of that, and I know a lot of fans have talked about it in the comments, which awesome. Thank you, and. Uh, Go check it out on biz.com if you want to read it because I know we're all at home. So that's an easy way to get it in your own home. Uh, yeah, this finale was intense and I'm glad they ended with such a powerful episode giving us a little more depth on Endeavor's character. Um, but I would say, I've, I, for me, he's made progress towards his essentially redemption arc. I mean, he's not 100% like I would trust you with every kind of everything kind of person. But I think there's moments which we'll get to that really show he is changing and it's not just a, for appearances sake. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, we'll get into that. So the beginning, as we, Jamie was mentioning, we start off with the Todoroki family. We see Rei, Natsu, Fuyumi, and they're all kind of talking about how their family is. And it's been 10 years essentially of this kind of like family abuse. They say it right away. They're not tiptoeing around it. I'm, I'm glad the show just said it instead of it being <clears throat> subtle where you maybe would be like, well, did he or no? Yeah. And, but one of the big moments of Endeavor's turn, what did we think of how he brings his wife flowers that she mentioned one time? I don't I was, care. Oh, let's go, <laughs> Jamie, Jamie. <laughs> Because I mean, and maybe it's, you know, this is what I love about my hero too. Cause I'm like, it just got so deep so quickly. But um, when she got all excited, like, oh, he drops off flowers and he, you know, I never see him, but he does this and it's the sweet little nothings. I mean, this is, sounds like a typical abusive cycle here, um, just in animation form. And um, just even how her kids were looking at her, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. she seemed delusional, but also just naive and hopeful. Um, and it's like, that's why you're kind of in the situation you're in now, but I won't point fingers at her, but you know, I, I just kind of, um, I, I didn't really like that part, but I think it's also good to see because everyone's going to analyze that differently. So what do you guys? True. Fair. Yeah. Ollie. Oh, uh, well, Veronica, do you want to go first? Yeah, Veronica, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, well, for me, it was just like, I kind of agree with you, Jamie, and that I, I wanted to see, you know, the kind of the good in that moment. I wanted to see like, oh, you know, deep down, he does care. But it, it's, it's hard because from what we know so far of this family, they're dealing with a lifetime of trauma, essentially, that they were put through by their father. And so 
in that moment, it's trying to give you like, oh, look, you know, he's trying, he's not as bad as we think, but you know, as an audience, we see something different. So it was like, I want to, you know, enjoy that moment and see it for how, you know, the mother is seeing it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, what went on behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. Ollie. Yeah, I just, I kind of just see it as like, obviously, like what you guys say, I agree with you, but I, what's great about my hero and kind of like the storyline is that it is making you feel like multiple, these multiple emotions, you want to root for Endeavor, but also like you did your family so dirty back in the day. And, you know, your wife has struggled with so much of this, so much mental abuse, so much physical abuse is what I'm, I've gotten as well. Um, so it's just really difficult. You don't really know who to root for. You just kind of want at the end of the day, you want it to like have a satisfying ending to this whole trauma that this family's been through for years and years. And so it's definitely just like, like I said, I got emotional in this episode. Um, and it's just hard dealing with like abuse in general because it's almost like normalized once abuse is kind of set in for people like victims, it's like normalized and it's not as easy to kind of like leave certain relationships as like looking on the outside if you haven't been abused it's like, it's two completely different, you know, like mindsets, like, yeah, like leave him and it's just hard or just like get those feelings out of your head. So I felt a variety of emotions in this episode, the season finale. And I, but I was here for it nonetheless, because it's a very important story arc to show the world, you know? Absolutely. Uh, we got Tanisha in the chat said, Endeavor is one of the most complex characters in My Hero Academia. And then she goes on to add, um, referring to what some of the things we said, these are valid at this point in time. That's all I can say about that. So, okay. Uh, and then also it was, uh, where'd it go? Oh, Jared says he's on his way. Dorian says the fact he was sending flowers. I would also add with the flowers, just sending flowers is one thing and that could be he's still a bad person. But it was the thing of one thing the wife mentioned a while ago that to her that means uh more than just regular flowers so i feel it's a step in the right direction and i'm i'm kind of on the kids side where they are cautious they're not like jumping into this so quickly so thank you very much everybody in the chat for saying that too uh we get right back into that fight which was awesome so we have endeavor with the nomu which then he endeavor mentions the things that we all talked about last week is that it can talk and then it regenerates and splits. What did we think of that crazy split? Zeno, what'd you think when you see this Nomu and it's like, <laughs> and you're all, oh, great. Um, yeah, it, and I think Nomu on their own are like very dangerous as we see, like we saw the Nomu from season one that gave All Might a hard time. And we're saying this Nomu now that's arguably stronger, that's giving Endeavor a hard time. And so any more of it kind of multiplication just makes it its threat level even higher. Um, so when when it when it's something like even splitting is just makes it it's kind of like when you're fighting a boss in a video game and you're like, oh, more, there's more. It can do more things now. No, it's it's it, it created a very, very uh, tense situation. Jamie, what do you think about it when the when the Nomu split into multiple versions? 
Um, you know, I made me jump a little bit, but but also I like seeing certain moves that I think are familiar. You all know I'm a huge DBZ fan. So whenever I see like regeneration, which we see in so many, but I'm like, oh yeah, Piccolo. Like it's, I, I love seeing a regeneration move. And um, with the no move, as creepy and as ugly as it is, I think that it's a pretty dope, unexpected villain. And so that I think that's also why I enjoyed this fight. Um, the regeneration was unexpected in that time. And it was, you know, it's like, we didn't really know what its full perks or possibilities were. So uh, yeah, I think it added to the fight. It added more to that action thrill effect. Yeah, Ollie. Yeah, it's kind of just to piggyback off that. You don't know, like how did they get to like the gnome who's not thinking properly to the gnomes are actually thinking and they're actually very humanized and how did the villains do this this is my question i really want to know this for season five but it's very it's just kind of very terrifying and it's getting darker i feel like the season got super dark but now we're leading into like even more darker territory that i feel like because it was actually creepy just seeing how like these high-end gnomes were just talking to endeavor and just how smart they were and how cocky they were and so I definitely just wanted, I just wanted Endeavor and Hawks to drag these fools or this fool. Like it's, <laughs> it was just, I was rooting for them so hard in this episode. So I just don't want there to be any more Nomus. Please no more Nomus. I already know that. I already know there's going to be more Nomus, <laughs> but like, I'm just, ugh, the Nomus, I'm not here for the Nomus. They're scary. For yes, Ollie. <laughs> no, I couldn't agree with you more, Ollie. Jamie, I like the fact that you said the Nomus are like an unexpected villain because that's definitely true. But guys, I really can't stand the Nomus. <laughs> like, I think, I think it's just like, I don't know. There's so, we've had so many great villains and then the Nomus show up and they're just crazy powerful. They're taking down All Might the first time they encountered All Might. They, you know, they're giving Endeavor a run for his money. And it's just like, these are the most weird and just <laughs> like, in terms of like what they are kind of uninteresting, but it's like, why are they so powerful? They're, it's like, to me, they kind of remind me of just obstacles where it's like, oh, like you were saying, you know, like in a video game, you really want to get to that main boss, but then there's all these like obstacles that just keep coming at you. And you just want them to be gone. It's like, why are they so dumb, dumbly powerful? But I think I dislike Nomus in like a good way where it's like, oh, they keep, you know, they're a good obstacle that the League of Villain has for, for what they're coming up with. Mm. Uh, we a couple things that we've all touched upon, and in the chat too, it was the sorry ah behind the galaxy says that Nomu was just straight up terrifying. Like the Nomu were scary in the first season enough, but dang, yeah, I agree. They just keep getting more crazy. Uh, hold on. Oh, the Dorian says he ripped off his head to survive being burned. And also, that Nomu was talking mad trash. <laughs> uh, and actually, um, a little bit on the team up, Zeno, what do you think? Uh, we have this person in the chat says, Ashanti says, the anime adaptation of Hawk's Endeavor team up was, need I say, better than the manga. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, Bones is an incredible studio and they do good work. Like, so people have their issues with, with, with it. Um, but I think uh, it's very, animation's a difficult process and a very long one. And I think Bones is a top tier studio and they continue to deliver. <laughs> so um, I thought it was great. They they added things like 
transitionally that weren't in the manga but stayed faithful like because i've read this chapter and like shot for shot like it every moment is there and it adds more and there's the music and it hits the emotional beats um so yeah i i agree with that comment <laughs> i'm glad you mentioned the music i think the music in this episode was perfect mm -hmm. how absence of sound and music and all that together oof um, and then speaking of Hawks, what did we all think when we finally get the breakdown of Hawks' power, his quirk, his fierce wings, and we thought it was cool before, and you were right, you know, it's like, whoa, oh my gosh. Uh, Veronica, what did you think that we got to see all the wing action in this episode? I loved it. I thought it was so cool. I loved how we got to fully see kind of how Hawks uses his entire quirk. Uh, I do have one question and I don't think it'll be too spoilery, Zeno, if you tell me. Okay. So obviously his feathers can go out and like save people, but they're feathers. So there's obviously the chance, like especially in this situation and Nomu could come in or like Endeavor can accidentally burn one. Are yep. they also regenerative? Yeah, so he, they, they, they re heal. So he, it's not like he'll ever permanently, as, as far as I know, there's never a point where he won't have a feather. If one of them burns away, he just regenerates them later, but it takes, takes some time to regenerate ones that have been like destroyed. Um, but yeah, so they regenerate. <clears throat> no, he's awesome. Like definitely in this episode, cause you know, I don't know if you ever read like X-Men or into X-Men fan, the, the fandom, the character Angel, I was like, boring. All he does is fly with his angel wings. <laughs> but Hawks, Hawks can fly, he's analytical, he's smart, he is on his way, but, and he has the feathers. The feathers can, what's so great about his quirk is that his feathers can not only help support people and save them, he can actually fight with his feathers too. So that's something that really stood out to me and just like really learning about him in these past two episodes. And that's why he's on his way, you know, Endeavor, watch out for the number one spot. But <laughs> definitely, he, I, I mean, Hawks was really vital in this episode because without Hawks, I don't know if Endeavor would have, I don't know, I, he, Hawks helped Endeavor out a lot in this episode. So we have to owe a lot to Hawks. So thank you, Zeno. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I don't know, Endeavor was getting a little, he was getting a little heated. He was struggling, he, he was struggling for sure, yeah. you know, despite his stubbornness. And uh, shout out Zeno for participating in our casual cosplay slash My Hero representing. <laughs> we got some different cosplay or, you know, repping the gear, which I love it. Everybody's showing up. Oh, I see the feather. I was like, wait, how? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So mad. That's okay. so fun. I should have worn my box the shirt. Urgh. You got the golden hoodie on too. So, you know, yeah. Um, so then we get into more of that fight, which Ollie, as you were talking about too. So we get that it's just so intense and everything. The part that was really like, whoo, hard that like got me emotionally too, is that his children are essentially watching him almost die and possibly die to, from their standpoint. That yeah. was done so well. And like, even Aizawa showing up like, oh no, you're already watching. It's like, whoa. Uh, so Ollie, what did you think of that, of the children scene? Even though he's, we know he's had issues in the past, but watching a parent possibly die on yeah. national television. It was crazy. It was a lot to take in. I feel like one of the biggest issues that I had was, okay, the Todorokis do not wear their seatbelts in the car. I'm like, you don't need to wear your seatbelts. I don't know. My... Y'all, just be safe, you know? Like, granted, they're probably not even driving at this point, but 
yeah, it was a lot to take in because not only were the, well, first and foremost, the Todorokis seemed so afraid of this potential loss of their father endeavor. Um, so, and to know everything that they, that he put them through, they were still so enamored and afraid of possibly him losing to the Nomu. So that was number one. And then number two, just seeing everyone just fear for them lives, all the citizens, you know, running and being terrified. The kids were crying in the streets. It was just like, oh my God, Endeavor, come on, bro. Like get, you could step it up, step it up, you know, go plus ultra. So it was definitely just a whirlwind of emotions and it was just beautifully done in the season finale. So I, I just loved it so much every single minute. Jamie, what do you think of the kids watching their dad on TV? Um, it definitely heightened the intensity of the moment. Um, and, and I think it's important that they touched on that because again, just to kind of piggyback off of what Ali said, you know, it's like, even though they're his kids and he's caused a lot of trauma, that it's going to take a really long time for them to get over. In fact, he probably ruined their lives. Um, that's still their dad. He's still the power figure and father figure in their life. So it's like to see your dad up there who you see as a pro hero, you know, not just to yourself, um, but to everyone else. And, you know, you, you hear and you see everyone else reacting, you know, they probably feel a mix of emotions like dad, get up or dang, you're embarrassing me or, oh my gosh, are you going to die? Like it's probably so many things. Yeah. And um, I think that it was great for them to do that because that's what was going through my mind. Yeah. And mm -hmm. also, like, I don't think they ever, no one's ever really seen Endeavor struggle like this, you know? So this is a first for everyone. Yeah. Veronica. Yeah, kind of, yeah, no, definitely Ollie. No one has really ever seen Endeavor struggle like this. And no one, I think it was, you know, definitely a scene full of mixed emotions. It was definitely an intense scene. Everyone kind of watching. I don't know if it's, I think part of it is like no one has ever seen maybe from the children, the family side of it, they've never seen him try this hard. And I don't know if it's just because Endeavor has never had the chance because All Might was always there to kind of outshine him. And that's why he was trying so hard to basically, you know, take the number one spot away from All Might. So in their minds, it might be, oh, our dad is, you know, very arrogant and, you know, he wants to be this number one hero, but I don't think they've ever seen him put it all out there in a fight like they, they were seeing in this moment. So that was pretty intense to watch. And then, you know, just like, like you were saying, Ollie, no one, like even from the public, no one has seen this like endeavor struggling this much. So it was, it was a lot for everyone to kind of take in. And especially because endeavor hasn't had that moment to kind of give himself like, oh, I'm a figure that you can hope for. Or, like I'm a, a figure that you can, I'm like the peace figure that All Might was. Like people are still afraid. They're not as like, woo, Endeavor, like they were All Might. Also, why was there a kid that was animated that looked exactly like Natsu from Fairy Tale who was like, you know, Endeavor? Jared in the chat says that too. Um, I think that's supposed to be the kid from earlier who was the super fan from Endeavor. Yeah, I thought that was great where we're seeing they're all panicking. They're like, oh, no, there's no symbol. And the one true fan of his that was like, you guys don't give up on him. And, you know, he's still fine. That was, I thought, super emotional. And as we were talking about the music in the episode, like this, these were some of the scenes where essentially the sound cut out and it was just the music. And it just was so emotional seeing Soto's face of them like freaking out. Uh, Zeno, from reading it and then to watching it, how was that for you, that sequence of the children seeing their father and then this possible downfall? Yeah, that, um, 
like kind of like what everybody's been saying like i think it's just a tricky situation for any person like even if you like have reservations about you know someone who's abusive in your life uh you don't i don't think you ever know if you're prepared so quickly for them to die um and like from reading it into watching it like i said like the other elements that make the anime the anime really bring hit really highlight those emotional moments and, and drive them home um and like hitting those emotional beats of showing the family and, and showing like their emotional conflict and the people's emotional conflict and i even felt like a little bad for all might like in all might's mind he's like if i still had my powers like i could i could take care of this this like really easily and that's why I was so powerful with the 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 announcers like this is how it feels to have no symbol and yeah it was just and then in the his I don't know like everybody Endeavor was struggling and I think like Hawks's role is like he said in the episode previous is to give him a push to be that symbol because the people need it um as was evidenced by you know how they all reacted when they thought Endeavor had lost. So it made it a very, very powerful episode for me. Yeah, then we get Hawk's assist because Endeavor, uh, you know, I was thinking, I'm glad they went that direction because at first I'm like, they're destroying a lot around <laughs> them. Like when he cut the building, I was like, is that really a good plan? <laughs> so I was glad it's like, wait, let me go up in the air and get away from everything. And then he realizes he needs to go even higher so that he can go plus ultra mm -hmm. and not worry about destroying anything, which that probably is a hindrance for some of the heroes that they hold back a little bit because of the collateral damage. And yeah, Hawks gets the, um, gives the assist to help him fly essentially and get those wings of fire. Uh, what did we think of that kind of that was how we got the team up. Also, they had the moment too where they're almost like surrounding the Nomu. So what do we think of these two quirk team ups, Veronica? I love it. I think that a great team up is built of heroes that whose quirks really complement each other. I mean, Hawks even said in this episode himself that, you know, he doesn't have the, I think the word was like the destructive force behind his quirk. And obviously that's something Endeavor has. So I really like the fact that what Hawks was able to do was to kind of get everyone to safety and to match the speed of the Nomu in order to help Endeavor get the destructive side of his quirk uh, in gear so that he can defeat the Nomu. I think that it's such a perfect pairing when you have quirks that complement each other to really take the, the battle to new heights and to really get the end result that you need. And then Jamie, what do you think of the Quirk team up? I thought it was a great collab, you know, and I to also piggyback off what Veronica said, not only I think is it great when people's quirks can complement each other, but I think it's great when you see like an unlikely duo um, mm -hmm. because their personalities are different, their quirks are different. And um, it's almost like he was fueling Endeavor's flame, you know, with his wings. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I thought it was dope to see that, yeah. He was adding a fan to the flame. He was like, fan, yeah. that, fan <laughs> that flame, literally. Uh, well, first, and I think this is jumping ahead a little bit. I just want to say this. Endeavor lost his beard in this episode. Like, I was so <laughs> shook. I was thinking, oh my gosh, Endeavor doesn't have a beard. It was crazy because you're so used to seeing him. So that's why I even got a more emotional for that in particular moment. But um, yeah, it was super cool. And I think that really just goes to showcase like them, their collab, as Jamie was saying, like, honestly like it's important for heroes to team up it's like 
yeah, it's cool to show like your solo dolo, you're, you're so strong, like All Might was, you know, we still love you, All Might. However, there is like a value in the team, you know, this is why we love the Avengers, you know, this is like, it's important to help, help each other out and work as a team, like, um, you know, so I just think it's really important, because um, I know not all heroes in this, in this world aren't like that, like Mirko already said, like, in the last episode like she's not about the team she's solo and i'm here for it but at the same time you know it's really cool that like heroes have different mindsets but i do i i personally see the value in teams um and then actually veronica i was going to add to somebody add in the chat to what you said of uh, nadia says hawk said he wasn't particularly strong against brute force type villains so yeah building on that of hawk's power can be forceful but we got to see the awesomeness of the rescue ability of getting the feathers and getting people to safety. Yeah, um, it was, so that it, was, was cool. it was a combination of both speed and power. Yes. Um, and then how yeah. did anybody laugh when Endeavor goes, I hate the school motto, but plus ultra. <laughs> yeah, it's also yeah. Really weird to hear him say it because it's like he just he doesn't seem like the plus ultra kind of guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah he's, um, yeah he's definitely changing and that's something that I really loved about the season as a whole is because throughout the previous seasons of My Hero Academia we've spent so much time developing class 1a and don't get me wrong like they're amazing and I love that you know because of that development it's really an ensemble cast that we absolutely adore it's not you like one it's not like you like one character here and there but I really love how this season took time to develop you know, kind of the pro heroes and the life outside of uh, UA. So we got to see Night Eye, we got to see, you know, Ryuk, we got to see Mirio and, you know, the big three kind of have their moment. We also got to see Hawks and, you know, Endeavor. We got to see so many people who we don't normally see and get see their development a little bit further. So even in the, even in those moments, it's like, oh, okay, he's trying. Well, one th thing that was interesting of he's not a, endless supply of energy because he can't overheat and it couldn't damage him which I thought was really interesting to get that touched upon so the other moment where this for me was the thing where I go okay he is making this steps in the right direction and he genuinely means it where he tells the Nomu you are me from the past or an all uh, another future and burn up and be put to rest I feel that's him acknowledging his faults and the bad things he's done and how he wants to move forward. Uh, did anybody else, how did anybody else feel about that moment where he, the end moment with the Nomu? I kind of have more of a question, I guess, that leads into what you're saying, Carrie. My thing is, is like, do we feel that Endeavor is trying to make a change regardless of what happened to All Might? Or do you feel like he thinks this change needs to be super necessary now that he's in the light as the number one hero like he's kind of forced into this change both i go with both because i think even before he was thrust into that number one spotlight his conversations with all might to be on that path to being number one i think started making those wheels turn as well as talking with his son or talking at his son of uh, making him realize he's not in the right direction. Uh, Zeno, it looked like you were going to say something. Yeah, I think that he wouldn't have taken the steps to make this change had All Might not retired, but 
it, it I don't think it was directly because he's number one. I think it it, it is like I, I thought the moment with the Nomu was very powerful because the Nomu, as we saw, was very was, the only question he had was who's the strongest? Who's the strongest? I want to beat the strongest. And what my hero does is it, it tackles this question of what is a hero, what do they symbolize and what do they stand for? And for Endeavor, for a long time, for most of his life, it was to be the strongest and to be stronger than anyone, which included All Might. Um, and that insatiable drive to be the strongest made it turned him into a villain. Um, mm -hmm. So I think now with All Might kind of out of the picture, it's like, well, what am I then without this thing to chase? Um, and then it starts making him realize like, oh, like I've been abusive to my family and I have a responsibility now that I never really prepared to take on because I was so focused on being strong uh, that I never focused on who am I as a hero. Um, so I, I thought that that, it, that moment was really great for me. And like becoming a symbol, I think metaphorically, he like became a, a literal symbol of peace as a big flaming bright light in the sky that everybody could see. Um, so I thought that was really cool. <laughs> like He's a phoenix. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's perfect. That's actually a perfect way to describe him. I just want to shout out the chat. Tanisha Greer says, plus ultra takes some heart and connection to be able to tap into. Endeavor reluctantly saying plus ultra said to me that his heart was opening for the first time. And I think that's really also a great way to kind of like, I mean, back up that whole phoenix uh, symbolism with him. Yeah. He's Jamie from the ashes. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree. I like how I like everyone's uh, analogies. He's a symbol of peace. He's a phoenix. Um, he's a he's a firework. He was everything. Um, <laughs> Katy Perry. It went out with a bang. So I'll say that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, we have uh, a couple people or I will address it because a couple people have asked. And so we don't know because we haven't read the manga, but Zeno, if you want to touch upon, uh, they omitted something in these in this episode of Dobby and Mirko. Um, I mean, don't spoil it because we haven't read it. So thank you everybody for not spoiling it, but mentioning there was something. Uh, yeah. If you want to briefly talk about how that was to not have that scene and do you think, why, why do you think they omitted it? Very interesting. So I, because you know how they, My Hero does that that post credits sequence. Yeah. I thought that scene was going to be the post credit mm -hmm. sequence, um, whatever that was, and that was going to be the lead into season five. But it wasn't, as we all know that it was the, uh, it was with Deku. Um, <clears throat> so I, I think they omitted it because one to focus on Deku as he's the you know protagonist, and they wanted to fo focus in more on what's going on with him and his and 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 um uh one for all and um because they i i'm thinking they're probably going to touch upon it when season five starts like we're gonna see it again or or return to this so they can we can see that in, in full but very disappointed because miracle does stuff and i was very excited to see her do yeah. <laughs> so right uh, especially with like the the quality of animation in the in the episode it was it would have it was gonna be really cool to see her like you know do stuff um <clears throat> but yeah Oh, cool. Thank you for mentioning that. And we will look forward to seeing that scene next. And thank you, chat, for not getting too much into it, but at least 
I'm glad you were able to touch upon what they said. All right, so we get the final moment, uh, essentially for Endeavor. He stands up, his fist in the air, and um, Deku, when they're uh, at the whole, uh, at school, they're talking about how heroes cannot stop moving forward. Who will carry on his will is us. So who will carry on All Might's will is us. So yes, Endeavor is number one, but it's everybody as a collective that needs to continue on being heroes. How do we all feel about that kind of final moment? I mean, yes, there's a post-credit scene. We'll get to that in a second. But that was kind of the final moment of the episode. Veronica, how'd you feel about that as like the kind of last beat? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's powerful. I mean, we've kind of seen this whole season of how you know, everyone needs to work together and how if one person falls, if one hero falls, or if one per if one hero can no longer be a hero, you know, there's always going to be someone there to kind of continue their journey, to continue continue what they fight for. And I think that's just, that's just beautiful kind of how this hero, hero works is like these kids who are working to be heroes are inspired and they want to continue working towards helping others the way that the heroes before them have done. So I just think it was a really powerful moment. Nice. Ollie. Wait, what was the question? Sorry. Uh, no, no, sorry. I was saying, um, so this final moment is essentially Deku thinking to himself that they, as a collective, are the heroes next who are going to continue All Might's will. So what, what did you think of that? Like, I mean, yes, there's a post-credit scene, but what did you think is that kind of being the final beat of this right. episode this season? I mean, it is the fourth season, so at some point these, these I don't want to call them children, but these teenagers, these young adults need to kind of like realize that they are becoming pro heroes in a sense they're not pro pro heroes obviously right now but it's kind of like they are the future and you know the, the people that you look up to aren't always going to be there at the end of the day I mean like obviously All Might's still there but you know the symbol of peace isn't as what he used to be so at some point you do have to grow up and it's just very telling like a coming of age story that these characters these class 1a is going through so just I mean, it's justified and I completely like, I'm here for it, absolutely. And it just makes, it makes sense for these characters to move forward and to continuously grow. Yeah. And Jamie, what do you think of the end moments of this episode? Um, I mean, as far as Deku's thoughts on, you know, everyone having to kind of step up to the plate, part of me was like, well, duh, you know, didn't you understand <laughs> this when All Might was in the fight with All for One? But I think, I mean, maybe, after seeing Endeavor get his ass kicked and like struggle that hard, he was probably like, no, like we really got to step it up because he was number two, now he's number one. It's like, who's going to be next? So um, I think it's just starting to hit them all a little bit more. And yeah, so I, I think we'll see a lot more of that um, season five. And it also will kind of segue into Deku's weird dream. Right. right. <laughs> Speaking of any thoughts, what do we think is going on with that dream? Deku, the one character says, so you're the ninth. It's kind of scary. The window breaks. So uh, how does that work? Who wants to jump in of what your thoughts were on the final moments in the dream? Maybe. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm going to say them for predictions because oh, okay. to me, they're more like theories. Okay. Jamie. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess mine would be a theory because I, mean, I really don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, okay, if he was sleeping and he wakes up abruptly you know how his like hand was uh vibrating mm -hmm. his like, surge of power maybe uh he accidentally his arm shot into the the window to cause some reaction and he's like 
you know, like, you know, when you get, what is it called? Is it carpal tunnel? Like when you yeah. wake up, yeah, maybe it was a little bit of that. Um, but also, you know, I like to always refer to other anime, so I'm going to do it again. Um, it reminded me of um, Hayao Miyazaki's um, Princess Mononoke. Uh, if you've seen that and you know how Prince Ashitaka, his arm, you know, kind of mm. becomes uh, possessed by an, a demon, blah, blah, blah. I know it's not the same, but it just has similarities because his hand was reacting. So I'm wondering what that means. So. Okay. Ollie. I mean, I'm still just curious to kind of like learn more about All Might's um, mentor, which is Nana. Like we still don't got that backstory and how her grandson Shigaraki, correct me if I'm wrong. So I feel like we're missing a huge piece of the puzzle. And I really want that before we get into this whole dream thing. I'm like, okay, giving us questions that we still have questions from a couple seasons ago, <laughs> y'all. So it's like, we're constantly, but I'm still here for it completely. Um, but I love the theories that everyone's coming up with. So it's just, I don't know. I feel like there's still something about Deku that I feel like they haven't told us. Mm. Um you know, I don't think he stumbled upon All Might for just any reason. So I don't know. I just, I, I'll get my predictions going though. I'll start okay. thinking. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you very much for the chat for holding, they're zipping their lips and not saying anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that will lead us into predictions in just a moment. But before predictions, I want to do some quick news slash gossip. Um, so, on Twitter, Megan the Stallion talks about <laughs> dub versus sub, <laughs> and Zeno was on that. Um, so, if you didn't watch it, it's a really great clip, and she pretty much says she likes dub for being able to, when you're busy, you can have it on, but um, you can still be doing something else because she's very busy, you know, something on. But if she has the time to like sit down and watch it, she also likes sub. So she kind of is in the middle, which I think is a very good answer. And she's aware of how the community will come after them. But there were some salty comments online and Zeno was ready to defend the dub voice actors. <laughs> I was, I've been thinking about that for the past couple of days. I was, <laughs> I was really like, man, I keep starting stuff on Twitter and I need to stop. Because uh, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to do, what I, I guess sometimes I'm, I'm very passionate about my about what I do, and I'm very passionate about um, my like my peers, and I know they're passionate about, and they love this stuff as well. So it, it just kind of it kind of gets under my skin when people assume that we don't care, that it's just like a job, and like you know, like we don't take our job seriously. Um, I, and I don't have to respond to everything. So I'm trying to be more mindful about, about that and like what I say, cause I feel like sometimes I could highlight a thing and then like people on Twitter can come and attack them. And I don't want to be like that person that's like, uh, like, you know, calling a bunch of people to attack a person. Um, uh, I definitely don't want to, to spread that, but I, I will say that I, the reason why I shared it is because I, I, I just think that dubs are important and they're important for uh, for a lot of reasons, <clears throat> me, uh, I've personally found is like, I can connect with my fans through a character that they love, which is Hawks, through uh, being a dub actor, through 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 doing it. Like now people tag me in, in, in fan art all the time or hit, look at my cosplay and I can interact with them and be someone that they're familiar with. Um, even at that level, like going beyond like, um, being accessible to people who can't always watch subs. Um, 
And I just, it, it was just like, I, I personally felt like it was a win for our community. We had this celebrity, you know, celebrities are getting into the anime game now. So we have celebrities out there who potentially heard some of our voices. So, um, and, and there's always going to be that. I didn't want it to turn into a sub versus dub fight. I just wanted to highlight that, like, maybe if this person watches it, people will, because I feel like some people don't watch dubs because that's popular, you know, like some people are just, they just, they just prefer subs and that's fine. But I just wanted to highlight that, like, yeah, like Megan Thee Stallion watches dubs. I'm never letting that go. So I'm always, <laughs> always going to be like, well, Megan watches dubs, so you can't tell me anything, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so. But it, it's awesome that she sees the value in both of them, you know, because they're both great. Like, I love the dubs, heck, heck yeah. But also I have, to, I have to watch it personally through subs because I have Hulu. That's the only way I can watch my hero, like, on time. Mm -hmm. But I love the fact that she is such a huge celebrity right now. She's in mainstream, and she's also just so supportive of anime because she loves anime. You know, we all saw the paper magazine Todoroki shoot. Mm -hmm. Slayed it, and shout out to her. She's just so fun. She's such a great figure right now, especially, like, she's she's playing Mortal Kombat 11 right now. I saw on Instagram. I was like, <laughs> hit me up, Megan. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I just, I want to kind of go off of that too. Like I am incredibly biased towards subs. Um, like I work on dubs and I just think that I love your approach to that question, Zeno, because I like how it wasn't subs versus dubs. It was highlighting how beneficial dubs are because while yes, a lot of people love the original, uh, I think some people forget that dubs make things and media more accessible to people. There are still so many people out there who haven't gotten past the subtitle barrier. And they're like, oh, it's subtitled, I won't watch it. But if it's dubbed, even if it's you know animated or live action, it's more accessible and they might be more likely to sit down and watch it. And so it's just a way of you know kind of being able to make content accessible to get people more into foreign language media. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Jamie, any thoughts? Well, you guys kind of know my thoughts. Honestly, it gets on my nerves when people talk about subbed versus dubbed is it you know just like put some more respect on dub's name it makes me so mad i'm gonna get up <laughs> my laptop <laughs> just kidding <laughs> but um no it's like for real like put put more respect on on dub culture where would any of our these anime fans really be without dubbed anime like you know what i'm saying it's like and that's what i think gets on my nerves the most you know half of these people would not even be watching anime had they not seen toonami right you know? so yeah. I think one let's start there and also you know anime is starting to get popular I would say personally sorry guys <laughs> I would say personally like within the past 10 years really you know it's I feel like more of the underground anime fans were more like the early 90s mm -hmm. or the entire 90s and that's would be me and so um, also back then they didn't really have a lot of resources to have you know all of these professional voice actors um, people like, I think, Justin Cook and Christopher Sabat, they've talked about how it was a hobby for them. So it's, you know, again, they put the, their craft and they put effort into their craft, put respect on it. If you want to watch sub, go for it. Some stuff, I don't want to hear subs. I don't want to hear DBZ subs. I need to hear it dubbed. I don't mind watching Naruto Shippuden sub because I like how they sound, but dub is all <laughs> so. Uh, just give give those shows a chance and uh, don't stifle yourself just because dub versus sub. They're all good. 
and like, I'm like, yeah, additionally, like what I said last time is that I see a lot of a lot of like hate, like a lot of like vitriol toward my community, toward the dub community, which are my peers and my friends. Um, so I just wanted to take that moment and like highlight a win for us, you know, so uh, that's that's kind of what that more so was about than trying to start a, a war. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not saying you're trying to start a war, but I'm glad you did touch upon it. And yes, you were more pointing out the people. I, we can argue that maybe some of the earlier dubs in like the late 80s and 90s weren't the best, but they were also rushed. They were not the same time and commitment that they are now. Mm -hmm. And even then, though, you cannot say that those actors didn't put their hearts into it. So it's like, calm down, people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Sub versus up, whatever gets you to watch anime. That's what's great. Like, <laughs> you're watching it. <laughs> yeah, so it's fantastic. Um, so then on that note, let's get into some really quick predictions because now it's the season finale. What are we looking forward to? Uh, or now, what do you think is going to happen? What are, you, what are you looking forward to happening? And, you know, you can touch upon this a little bit because, you know, the manga and the anime aren't exactly on the same pace. Mm -hmm. So who's ready? Well, Veronica, you said you were waiting for some predictions. So, Veronica, what do you think is going to happen next? Yeah, just real quick. I think in regards to Deku's prediction, uh, because he says something about the ninth, I believe it was. So I don't know if this is a prediction of who might inherit one for all in the future. And for some reason, mm -hmm. the guy reminded me of Shigaraki and obviously him being Nana's grandson. Uh, I'm wondering if that has some kind of correlation. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. All right. Jamie. Um, you know, well, first, just uh, thinking of Deku's dream, I'm like, what was up with all these white-haired people? You know, there's always <laughs> that white-haired character who is always somehow in some way dope as hell. So I'm really excited to kind of see who <laughs> they are. And I was like, is the little girl, is that Aerie? I don't know. Um, but as far as next season, who I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see more of Aerie. I'm excited to see Mirio because part of me just doesn't want to believe that, you know, his quirk is completely gone, but maybe I should just give up hope. I don't know. Um, and I don't, I mean, I don't really care about Endeavor, so I know we'll talk <laughs> him. Um, Nezure, and I want to see more of her, you know, it's just, it's, it's so many possibilities and so many characters we didn't see that much of. Like, we saw a little bit of Tinya. Uh, we saw a little bit of, it's just, like, it's so much that could happen. So I'm excited, and that's all I'll say. All right, Ollie. Yeah, as much as I love my boy Deku, he's best boy. I want more of the pro heroes. I want more of the characters that we haven't seen a whole lot of. Obviously, we just got introduced to Hawk in this particular season. Um, so I, Hawks, I feel like we're going to see him possibly more in season five, I would like to think. Hopefully more pro heroes. Mirko, she better come in. Guns <laughs> a-blazing. I need something from her because that was too much of a tease last episode. Um, uh, and then last but not least, uh, uh, I just, I hope I would like to see more of class, uh, class 1B, class B. I would love to see them hopefully do something next season because I miss them. Another yeah. play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Dino, no, real no quick. <laughs> uh, I'll, what I'll say for everyone here is that uh, in regards to Deku's dream, there are hints already in like the first couple of seasons if you look back especially to who the white haired people are um okay. and there are hints in those and now watch the movie i think again um mm. which can give oh. a little bit of information as to what's going on in that dream so, okay interesting. okay um and ollie i think some of the things that you were saying might be possible 
of Mirko. Please let it be Mirko. Mirko, she needs a cut. Please, she's just so badass. Like, I love her already. What, what confuses me about the dream, though, is why most of Deku was blacked out, but his arm. Um, and, and then at the end of it, his arm was still like vibrating. There might have been something I missed when I was reading ahead. But I guess my theory might be because his arm is hurt, right? Like because he damaged it using all, all uh, using um, all for one. Uh, no, yeah. raw. Um, so I'm wondering if like the more you give, like you sacrifice to the to uh, all for one, like uh, no one for all, the more parts of your body gets taken to that little zone or whatever. Oh, damn. Um, I like it. That's like a thing. That's crazy. Interesting. Well, I'm afraid we're out of time, but uh, thank you, Zeno, so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, thank we, you. We are going to be doing a short hiatus, and we will be back in the beginning of May with Demon Slayer, giving y'all a heads up. So, yeah. Oh, Zeno, you're getting excited. <laughs> so, in the meanwhile, where can they find everybody? Uh, Jamie, where can people find you online? All right, you guys, you can find me on Twitter at It's Jamie Gray or on Instagram at Jamie Gray, but you got to spell it right. It's J-A-I-M-I. Nice. Ollie. Hey, guys, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ollie Dreamer. Veronica. Hey, everyone, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Me, Veronica underscore V. Zeno, thank you again. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Childish Game Zeno on Twitter and Instagram. And my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And also follow us on ABTV Anime. We will continue to post press releases, uh, announcements of when manga is coming out digitally, as well as on DVD or online for streaming. So check that out at ABTV Anime. And we thank you so much for watching, listening. My Hero has been so much fun to cover. We cannot wait for when it comes back as well. And thank you everybody for joining us in the live chat. And if you're watching it later, please comment down below, give a thumbs up, subscribe, and we'll see you all later. Sayonara. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.